This is Aaron's Horror Show, and you're listening to Aaron Frail. I'm going to go ahead and give you the last part of Phil and Jen's interview today, this week, on Aaron's Horror Show. All right. I don't have a lot of time here because it's such a good interview. It's nice and long. I'm going to go ahead and uh, just get to the show. Thank you. You are listening to an RPA production where people gather. Ladies and gentlemen, RPA is proud to present Aaron's Horror Show with Aaron Frail. This is Jason Witter, author, illustrator of Tiniest Vampire and Monsters Eating Ice Cream, and you are listening to Aaron's Horror Show. Welcome to Aaron's Horror Show. I'm your host, Aaron Frail. On Aaron's Horror Show, we're going to go ahead and read some horror fiction and talk about horror in all its forms, books, movies, you name it. If you want to go ahead and get a hold of the show, you can go ahead and contact Aaron's Horror Show at Gmail or Aaron Horror Show on Twitter or Aaron's Horror Show on Facebook. Thank you for listening and enjoy. Not 
being open for rewriting, you know, like like yeah. or not oh, yeah. not being I able to say. I was so defensive at first. I was, and now and then it's taken a while, but well, it's and that's that's the one for me. It's also hard. Is that like, uh, you know, as a as an illustrator and a director, like I really lay in into the visuals and that's so that's great when we're doing those kind of post projects is that Jen can really focus on story and I can focus it from almost a technical visual angle of like oh this is why the scene is feeling funky is mm-hmm. because of how they shot it or how it's been cut you know and Jen is like oh well this is what we need for the story and I'm all and this is what we need for the visuals and it can really help bring great stuff out of a out of a, a film and that's so fun because you, everyone puts so much work into a film. You just want, especially for people you know and care about, you just want them to have the best thing they can have out there, yeah. you know, and, like, help it oh. all is, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's it's nice. But, uh, you know, for me as a writer and whatnot, like, I'll get hung up on images where it's, like, the, the certain images will be, like, what drives me, you know. It's sort of like uh, Faulkner with uh, The Sound and the Fury, you know, is the image of, of the girl's muddy underbridges, like as she's being pushed up in a tree trying to look in a window. And what what is that story that can be image? You sounded so smart. Oh. <laughs> 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 oh God, he's, he's referencing Faulkner? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally, totally different Okay, okay. Let's talk about like super awesome. troopers. Let's let's dumb this down a little bit. <laughs> no, I love it. <laughs> you, should, you should have a pipe. <laughs> but, uh, but no, but seriously, and then so my problem like would be for anything. I'll have certain images, and so I'll feel like it has to go that way when I'm working on something, and I'll be like, oh, well, that's the beginning of the movie. That's the music. That's that's what it has to be. That's because that's yeah. What gave me the initial creative burst. You know, it's like, I have to be true to that because that's what started it. But what, you know, what Faulkner and then other things have shown and as, but if you can say that and go like, maybe that's actually the good starter image, but what if there are like 10 other images that are so much better and you just have to go beyond that. And it's like, oh, oh. And I have to give full credit to Jen on that one. Because she's, she's, she was doing really kind of open the door of like oh how deep thought it can be that can like really open up new possibilities yeah yeah no that that's great <laughs> i mean i yeah it's you know it's funny because i know exactly as as a writer i know exactly what it's like to get to get stuck on something for for me yeah. it's like uh, for me, it's usually in, inevitably it's like a joke that I I just think is like the funniest thing, and uh, and and my wife actually has a term for it. She calls it my mad eye moody moment, and uh, oh, it, it 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 stems from that Photoshop you made, Jen, when you when you when you photoshopped everybody into Harry Potter characters, and uh, you did, yeah, and I was I was mad eye moody. Well, there is a, a like this was right around the release of Hamlet the Vampire Slayer, uh, and you know we were like looking at IMDb to make sure the IMDb profile was good for Hamlet the Vampire Slayer, and I right. just thought it would be the funniest thing that if I I uploaded that picture of Mad Eye Moody as my picture in IMDb, you know, like <laughs> like I thought that would be hilarious if if someone like came across like who's this Aaron Frail guy and and, and saw that picture, you know. <laughs> 
and I was like just I'm laughing, like <laughs> picture of you. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. That that was. I think about this as my, photo, my Photoshop skills ten years ago, which I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like like you dread to look upon those pictures like oh no <laughs> yeah I put Phil looks like a little bit like uh, Alan Rickman and so I created a series called Phil Rickman which <laughs> 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 Phil in every role and like also vanity shots of Alan Rickman like I have one of like Alan Rickman laying on his side with like his shirt a little bit open with Phil's face on him it's really good <laughs> <laughs> well what is there's a couple of shots where like where that photo in particular like she just put my face on it and you could at a side glance go like still think it's it's Alan Rickman yeah. and you're like oh wait what I did it I did this series because still did not believe he looked like Alan Rickman so I had to prove to him <laughs> that there is like, like <laughs> yeah you had you had to make it to where you know if you were to put the a, a photo of Alan Rickman on his Facebook no one would know that it was Alan Rickman you know right. they would they would just assume that, that that was a picture of Phil. <laughs> you should do that with one of them. <laughs> well, Alan Rickman is laying on his side with his shirt open. I think that one sells. <laughs> <laughs> the next time you release like a movie or a book, that should just be Phil's picture. You know, like the about the author photo, about the director. You know. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah. Oh man. I don't know if you could ever release a memoir or anything, Phil, because we always just make fun of what the title would be. Yeah. Yeah. We always just say something and then the Phil Hughes story. That's like <laughs> so, so you probably should give an example because that's very vague. What? Like oh, a, now like I can't a... think of one. Oh. <laughs> That's the problem with inside jokes is that they're hilarious to you, but you know when you try to explain to someone else, you <laughs> you, you sort of don't. Learned, especially with the writing, you you learned to nip, nip the inside joke inside in the bud. Inside joke detection. <laughs> yeah, inside joke detection. <laughs> what I loved about when we did sketch comedy because we I feel like we balanced it out that well, especially because we were doing shows every month. But even though we had inside jokes, they became the audience's jokes as well, because if you came to one show and then you came to the next one, you heard it again, and that's automatically funny. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we we had good old Brandon Scott Jensen, who was our loudest laugher at every one of our shows, who, who would yeah. make sure to punctuate every uh, <laughs> every uh, inside joke with a, <laughs> yeah, even if he was, awesome. like, the only one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't, don't tell me how to run my boat. The Phil Hughes story. Yeah. <laughs> An inside joke. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that's, that's, Everyone's going to be like... I, no, no one understands that because that's actually a joke from sketch comedy that, when we were doing it in Albuquerque. That I started, <laughs> I had said that one day and it made Jason Witter crack up and then it became... <laughs> And then it's just okay, popping up and popping up. Yeah. Uh, and then, <laughs> we, just, we just shot something. We just shot a sizzle reel for a pilot we're trying to pitch. And that joke is in the pilot again. It, 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 <laughs> I was like, this isn't going to work. Because in my mind, it's so, like, it doesn't work. That line doesn't work. 
And then when we're on set, everyone cracks up. And then when they watch the sizzle, everyone cracks up. And I'm like, obviously, we've just... Obviously, I know what's up. <laughs> obviously, the inside joke is bigger. Well, I uh, that script I was telling you about... Yeah. Everyone heard their yeah. dad say it, so it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, like that, that script I was telling you about before we started oh. doing the interview where I did... Uh, the character Draconius, for the listening audience, it was this gothic character I often wrote who was always somehow the henchman of the main villain, but sort of silly. And uh, there was this poem that he wrote. Yes, a fitted bedsheet. <laughs> yeah, he didn't have a regular bedsheet, so he stole the fitted bedsheet. <laughs> for his cape. <laughs> And and he wrote really bad poetry. And uh, there was this one poem in one in I think Dracula goes to college of of uh, that's awesome like a big bowl of soup with awesome potatoes or something like that. I forget yeah, exactly. Uh, awesome potatoes. Potatoes. Yes, <laughs> awesome potatoes was the end of it. And I actually wrote that into the script I wrote just a, a little bit ago. <laughs> Just oh, I just awesome. the word awesome potatoes <laughs> and I'm no, like that's, no that's, one is going to understand that. <laughs> awesome potatoes, the Aaron Farrell story. <laughs> yes, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> we weaving it into another joke. <laughs> See, that's what you do. <laughs> Inspiring but dark. The Jen Doherty story. Yes. <laughs> speaking okay. Speaking of inspiring like you, you throw the joke out and you're like oh that was okay and then what's great is like jen sometimes will throw the joke because she's the funnier of the two of us and she'll throw the joke and i'm like oh <laughs> but then she'll want it she'll want the laugh so then she'll like keep tooling it until she gets the laugh i call it my tight five sometimes i'll like just come out into the living room and just like do five minutes for phil <laughs> yeah. <on what> <laughs> and sometimes it no. works and sometimes it really doesn't <laughs> <laughs> so you so you basically like are you are you are you saying like you're 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 exploring an idea until you get a laugh out of it <laughs> yeah i basically go do open mics but just in my living room yeah <laughs> <laughs> Which isn't that that's hilarious yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah but it's good to do it in front of phil because also he's a very tough audience because he's dealt with my shenanigans for 13 years. <laughs> and so I have to try harder now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I, <laughs> I I know what you mean. I I I I often bounce ideas off my wife and 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 sort of try to find the the heart of the story, you know. Uh <laughs> Because I, you know, I would. Well, no, Stephen King even says like he tells he tells himself the story over and over again until it until it's right, and then he starts to write it, and like and that's something that Jen has already been doing when we said about, about like the idea of her reading the chapters to me, like on the script now, like I'm this is one I've been working on based on uh, short stories I've written, but you know we now do everything together that 
I basically get it to a point where then she can come in and really just make like the characters and the humor sparkle. I basically throw in a few of what Phil calls my characters. Like he's like, it's a Jen character. It's like they're just all soft. <laughs> <laughs> if Thanksgiving dinner, it would just be like I'm like, and here's here's a whole, whole here's bunch, the gravy. Here's a bunch of gravy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but no, but so then what I've been doing is like. I'll come during and like, all right, this is what I'm feeling about the story. And I kind of like, uh, and I'll start kind of telling her this part of the story. And she's like, oh, I really like that. And what, what if you do this? And what I'm like, oh, yeah, that's great. Or, and whatnot. And then we just keep going from there. I think if you, if you have a good sense of what you're talking about and just you keep telling it, you keep finding the nuances and the new turns for it, it just becomes very exciting and fun. So the point when you get to the, where you're really laying it out on the page, then it starts to still fly out because you have it all there. Yeah. 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 There's nothing there's, you don't have to think, think about creating that blank page because it's already exists. It's just getting it on it's paper. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> I, my favorite thing I just kind of like really realized was um, leaving a little bit for your next day. Like don't write until like you're completely spent. And that's like, something I've done a lot where I'm just like writing, 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 writing. I'm like, and then I have, no, I have nothing left. <laughs> oh yeah, no. But they say, yeah. stop, stop before you get to, um, whatchamacallit, like your, your end point where like you have nothing left. So just stop like maybe where you have maybe a couple, maybe a scene left or something and then just leave, like leave your typewriter, leave your oh, typewriter. That's romantic. <laughs> 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 your computer or your angry page. Yeah, my I, I have Madman notes. <laughs> and they, I'm getting into brain science now. Is that your brain actually will work on your uh, on it that night, and you'll come back the next day, and there'll be more. I love it. I like that's actually what I do. I always I always try and stop myself before I get to the, the end. <laughs> no, I that's that's literally you just described my process. It's that I didn't have words for it other than just like, oh, I should stop now before I don't have anything else to write the next day, you know? <laughs> right, right, because it's easier to come back in knowing you have something. Yeah. Right? Yeah, going. no, than, than going, well, got nothing. <laughs> no, there was a long time where I was sitting down, I'm like, well, I hope. <laughs> one of these days <laughs> writing will happen trust me on this one <laughs> yeah so oh yeah you cruel muse <laughs> all right thing, well right? yes yes <laughs> so we're we're running out of time here for for the so interview sad. but i yes i know i know but we i do want you to come back on the show but before we go, we have a little clip from your from your podcast that we're going to play. So uh, is there anything you want to tell the audience about the clip we're about to hear? I know it's from the first episode. Uh, yeah, so the first episode um, is uh, – I love this part. because it also, uh, it also gives a little shout-out to our actors and their improvs because this was one of the side stories that we had, and I was like, just go. Just yeah, go. yeah. so, I mean, because it's – Amazing. So it's improv. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 oh uh, wow. The the um the podcast the story is based 
in book form. So like every episode is a chapter. And so the first two episodes are prologue, prologue part one and part two. And so part one is all about January and why January is terrible and then about the history of the doldrums days. And so this is a well, little – the history of the doldrums. Of the doldrums. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, of the doldrums. Excuse me. Of the creatures who travel around in January. Yes. Yes. And, uh, and then this is about that. And so, you know, when it was originally written, um, it was a, a small piece, and then we had the idea of actually giving the uh, the people a little more to say. And so this is, yeah, the testament to our uh, our actors having a good time and being super funny. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Cool. Well, without further ado, then I will will go ahead and play play the clip. Other stories have their own regional flair. The Scottish tell the tale of a great horde of skeleton dogs that pull the carriage, their bones cracking and popping as they go crashing around the moors. You tell the wee story, Brick. You tell it better. I saw it on the moors, crashing and banging, straight across those bloody moors, the wheeling around the wee carriage, and I said, we seen that carriage, yes, no wee burn. Why, you and me is gonna have a wee blether like, and he says, and they took me you. So I said, oh, seems better like, and just said, no, pop me the paint like, yeah, abs. I told you he told it better. All right, well, that was a, that was, that was a fun clip there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so jealous everyone else got to hear it, but we didn't. I know. For those of you that aren't in on our on our on our joke, you know, these these interviews are, you know, slightly edited together, so I didn't actually play the clip for 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 them. You know, that that's edited later by uh Aaron Hunter, your 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 host of uh, Real Paranormal Activity, and he he's the one that that puts the show together for the final touches. So uh you know, for us we just kinda of sat quietly for a few seconds. <laughs> oh, see we're made. Uh oh. I know. It's becoming meta. people are gonna start doing podcasts themselves. We'll be out of a job. The Aaron Frail story. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> we brought you in, yeah. and now it's funny. <laughs> I hope I hope you at home are laughing too. So before we go here, uh, I know I'm going to have the the uh, link to your your show in the show notes. But it, also, if there's anything you want to go ahead and let the listeners know about how to get a hold of you, how to get a hold of your your stuff. Mary Mays, anything you'd like them to know? Um, well, there is a website, www.workshoppresents.com. Um, also, uh, Instagram is both of our favorite type of social media. So uh, we have at workshop underscore presents. There's me at the Philip Hughes, right? Then it's underscore underscore, I believe. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I know it. I just because the problem is my Twitter is also at yeah. It's with, underscore underscore. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're, they're both the same, but one is Phil Hughes and one is Philip Hughes, and I should really check this out. I'm at Jen dot Doherty. But is it with one N or two N's? <laughs> two N's because I'm not a savage. <laughs> 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 all right well with that thank you so much for coming 
You are both, of course, welcome back to the show at any time. And we would yeah, back because holy cow, we get to talk to you more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, we do. We got to do. We got. We actually got to talk more than once every three years. <laughs> right? No, I. I know. I told him this morning, I said, we have climbed mountains in Japan with Doc. We are about to podcast about horror and uh, and storytelling today with Doc. In a few years, we'll be on an Antarctic cruise that I'm sure will go awry. <laughs> 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 so, please don't say that. <laughs> well, don't worry. I'm listening to <laughs> I'll be there. I'll swim if I have to, <laughs> if it goes awry. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's going to happen, but there'll be penguins, and that will make it all worth it. <laughs> well, you, if, if you come riding back on a penguin, you know? <laughs> right. That, no, a giant that, penguin. Lovecraft did it first. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you again for being on here. Giant if you penguins. <laughs> On giant penguins. And, and if you could just go ahead and hold on the line. Oh man, that was such a fun interview. I really like those folks, and also I just love the fact that we could get really silly and also kind of get deep and philosophical. Man, that was interesting. You know, if you if you are interested in their show, I, I definitely would check it out. I, I feel it it's a good mix of sort of like a Tim Burton kind of scary holiday theme and also uh, Lemony Snicket's uh, series of unfortunate events. You know, I, th I think it's a nice, nice show for that. So definitely go ahead and check it out. We have the link in the show notes. And uh, if you are listening to this, then you are probably aware that Real Paranormal Activity is on Mondays, and I'm on Tuesdays, and Terry's Mysterious Moments is on Wednesdays, and the Sandman's Lullaby comes out every so often. And if you're not aware of that, well, you are now. Thanks for listening. <laughs>